a Good Friday Experience, a tactile encounter of the story of Jesus and our story. Welcome to what is usually called barn stations here at the farmhouse. Three times a year we have these events where we try to take each other through the process of something, Lent and Good Friday or Advent or um, the, the process of mourning and death, and we try to use um, very tactile stations to go through the journey. This one today is designed to invite you on the journey of Jesus' passion that culminates with Good Friday. We will have various texts to portray a specific segment of Jesus' death, and these are not verbatim quotes, but interpretive accounts of the story as a whole. Accompanying each text will be a reflection with a tangible act for you to do, if you choose. The aim is to engage as many senses as possible so that you not only experience Good Friday with your head, but also with your hands. So if you would like to do that, some suggestions for the space that you need for the stations. Um, just in general, a candle, um, possibly some incense, you know, trying to engage that, uh, that, that sense of smell. Um, so you might want to have that. For station one, you'll need a note card or a piece of paper and a pen or pencil. For station two, um, you'll need some sort of medium for art. So, you know, just generally paper can work or, or canvas or wood or something more decorative if, if you'd like. Um, and then some items to draw or color with, so paint or crayons, you know, etc. Station three, um, you will need a candle. You'll also need some sort of fire safe container like a metal bowl or some ceramic, um, something that you can put a piece of paper that is on fire into without. Uh, causing a problem. Station four, um, you'll need items for communion, so some sort of bread, um, some some sort of drink if, if you're particular to wine, that's acceptable, grape juice, um, but if you have to get a little creative, that's fine. And then station five, you'll need that same uh, candle, um, and that's all you'll need for that. There's also something included called the final act, and um, traditionally, you know, some sort of object to make the sound of a tomb closing. So traditionally, the, a drum is used. But the, the cushion of a couch or a chair actually works well, too. The point is to create a sound of finality to mark that the process has ended. Now, the Christian tradition not only offers the invitation of resurrection, but also the process of death, sacrifice, and selflessness that makes resurrection both possible and viable to our world. Good Friday is the invitation towards that transformation of our lives and of our world. Before the tomb is empty, it is full. And so the hope here is that we will encounter the beauty of the full tomb that breathes life into our bones, and that we'll find hope in burying the seed, for this is how a better world will grow. And so I want to invite you to begin. Please begin by finding a space to just sit and reflect. Give yourself permission to just breathe. Take long, deep breaths and notice how the space around you feels. Is it quiet? Are there noises? Does the room feel crowded, 
Does it feel empty? Is it big or small? What are the smells? Is there a warmth in the room? Take in the space around you and transition yourself from wherever you just were today to where you are right now. I encourage you to embrace vulnerability, at least during this exercise. If a story, a question, or a reflection takes you to a place you don't necessarily want to go, resist the temptation to hold back. Now, you certainly do not need to trigger negative experiences or or especially trauma, but don't let the desire for comfort keep you from reaching the depths of your soul. The divine dwells in the darkest places. Take the opportunity on this day that is dark yet deeply holy to embrace the depths of your soul in the world. Real is not always glamorous, but it is always beautiful. And it is by going to these uncomfortable places that just may offer the very change our lives in the world needs. So if you need to take some time to just breathe and relax, you can do so now. And when you are ready, let's begin with station one. Question. Jesus is arrested and betrayed. Jesus went out to the Mount of Olives in the darkness of night with his disciples. He secluded himself and began to pray for his father to remove this cup of trial from him with such anxiety that he began sweating blood, all while his disciples slept, not realizing what was about to happen. Then a crowd appeared, with Judas, who was one of Jesus' disciples, leading them. They came with swords, and the disciples reacted to their presence by fighting back, unwilling to let their Messiah be captured, only to hear Jesus reprimand them for their violence by telling them to stop, put their swords back in their place, and thereby allow him to be taken. Jesus, knowing the intent of the armed crowd, asked who they were looking for. They said, Jesus of Nazareth, and Jesus replied, saying, I am he. The soldiers and authorities seized Jesus, arrested him, and took him back to Israel's officials. Jesus' disciples fled in fear as their leader, who was supposed to bring Israel freedom, was now a captive. His movement seemingly failed and over. What would it be like to be Jesus' disciples? To see your rabbi arrested? to feel like everything Jesus was about to do was now sabotaged by his incarceration. On a piece of paper, write your response to this question. What has fallen apart 
in your life or in the world? What feels lost? From our relationships to our economy, from our self-image to our cultural norms, all is not right in the world. Whether with ourselves, our neighbors, our society, or all of creation, what is broken? What is wrong? What is in need of healing? What is not the way it's supposed to be that feels overwhelmingly lost? Write out your responses and take a moment to sit with the messiness of the world we find ourselves in. Station two, art. Jesus is falsely accused and denied. Secretly in the home of the chief priest Caiaphas, Israel's leaders began questioning Jesus. People came forward to condemn Jesus, his life and his teachings, falsely accusing him of evil. Jesus responded, I have spoken openly to the world, in the synagogues and in the temple. I have said nothing in secret. Ask those who have heard my teachings. They can tell you what I said. An officer struck Jesus in the face, saying, Is that how you answer the high priest? At this time, Peter, who had followed Jesus and who was Jesus' closest disciple, was standing outside when he was recognized by a fellow citizen. Peter denied that he knew Jesus and that he was a disciple. Three times... He denied his leader, just as Jesus predicted he would. What shape or color does Jesus' journey to death look like? On a canvas or medium of your choosing, use paint or crayons or markers to create colors and images that capture what this story looks and feels like to you. Please refrain from using words, shapes and colors only, but somehow respond through art. Is it dark? Does this journey have any light? Is it a mess of colors or is it a clean, clear-cut image? Capture the picture you have of Jesus' death as a symbol for us to enter together. Go ahead and begin and take your time. If you need to pause the audio as you continue this process, please do. And when you're ready, we'll move on to station three. Station three, flames. Jesus is condemned to death. 
Early the next day, Israel's leaders brought Jesus to the Roman governor in the land, Pilate. They condemned Jesus to Pilate, saying he was a revolutionary, stirring up Israel against Caesar. To Pilate, and even to the Roman king of Israel named Herod, Jesus gave no answer. When Pilate told them to handle their own matters, they replied that they were not permitted to condemn someone to death. Surprised by their desire to kill Jesus, Pilate spoke to him, and Jesus spoke prophetically about his kingdom, that it was not like Pilate's kingdom, and that, in fact, Pilate or Israel's leaders didn't truly have power over him. Trying to avoid turmoil, Pilate sent Jesus to be tortured. He was flogged, mocked, given a crown of thorns, and coronated as a false king. Israel's leaders then demanded that Pilate condemn him to crucifixion, an execution reserved only for insurgents to make a public spectacle of someone who tried to defy Rome. Pilate appeased the crowd and handed Jesus over. Take your previous piece of paper from station one, or a separate piece if you want to keep yours, and place it in the flame of your candle. And then, once it is ablaze, place it in a safe container. May this represent the feeling of Jesus' followers, that the vision of Messiah and Israel's restoration was going up in flames. As you smell the smoke and burnt carbon, Place yourself in the perspective of Jesus' followers, seeing their leader being led off to his execution. What does it feel like to see your words evaporate into nothing? How does that smell capture the hopelessness and pain of Pilate's condemnation? The disciples felt all was lost when Jesus was arrested. Jesus being killed made that hope now seem gone forever, just like your list in the flames. Station 4. Taste a new world. Jesus is killed. They took Jesus and went out, carrying his own cross to Gothaga. When they came to that place, two other insurgents were scheduled to be executed with Jesus. Some of the leaders proclaimed, He has saved others, let him save himself if he is the Messiah. Others mocked him, saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Soldiers cast lots for his clothing, and large railroad spike nails were driven into his flesh. Jesus was hung on the cross with his lungs collapsing, and the life of his blood being drained from his body, as was custom for those who defied the empire and were executed through crucifixion. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over the land. As he spoke his last words about being forsaken and commending his life to his father, he finally proclaimed, It is finished. He then bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Around 3.30 in the afternoon on that Friday, Jesus the Messiah was killed.
We invite you to participate in this event through the meal Jesus shared with his disciples. Jesus spoke of his body being the bread the Jews ate at Passover. That was the symbol for God's life being restored in all creation. He spoke of the cup that symbolized God's redemption and liberation being his blood. But the healing of the world would be realized when this body was broken and this blood was poured out. Jesus' suffering and death is the means of God's world inhabiting this one. Take your bread and dip it into your cup as Jesus' disciples did to proclaim that death would be overcome and a new world would be inaugurated through this bread and cup, through being broken and poured. And as you take this body and blood into your body and your blood, may it be the call for you to follow Jesus in being broken and poured for the healing of the world, proclaiming this kingdom will continue through you too. Station 5, The Full Tomb. Jesus is buried. As evening came, some of Jesus' followers took his dead body down from the cross, prepared it for burial in linen and spices, and because it was the Jewish day of preparation, They placed his body in a tomb belonging to a man named Joseph of Arimathea in a nearby garden. The tomb was closed, and Jesus was laid there. When you are ready, take the candle that you have had lit and extinguish it to symbolize the darkness of the full tomb where Jesus' story seems to end. Feel the emptiness of what it would be like for Jesus to be dead. Jesus' disciples thought this was the end. They would sit in a fog of darkness and failure Friday and Saturday until Sunday morning when everything would change. But before the tomb will be empty, it is now full. It is our hope that we fully enter this part of Jesus' story, that it might shape us for where the story goes next. You may sit in this space as long as you need. Feel free to pray, meditate, sit in silence, or go through the stations again. And when you are ready to end this journey, we will go on to the final act. As you end your time and the candle is extinguished, there is a tradition of hitting a drum to symbolize the tomb being closed by the stone. May this finalize your experience of entering the story of Jesus' death.
final blessing as you prepare to go. May you go in peace. May Jesus, the Messiah, who for the world's sake became obedient to death, even death on a Roman execution device called the cross, keep you and strengthen you this day and as we continue his work in the world. And may the story not end here, but in the resurrection of all things, the fulfillment of what began in Israel's liberation that now continues to redeem all the earth. And may you, too, be broken and poured for the healing of the world. Amen. Amen.